You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! I feel um, I feel sort of um, I feel fortunate that I actually watch this sport on the television. I don't know of many people uh, that I know that watch this sport on the television. So it is fortuitous that um, a friend of mine called Cam Hardy, who's sitting next to me, said, "Would you like to speak to this gentleman because uh, he is uh, playing the sport that you watch on the television in America." And I thought I'd love to do that because he, I presume, is an expatriate Australian who's gone over and made his mark in an, what I probably would think is either the most watched sport besides basketball or gridiron, or if it's not, it would be certainly very close. It's extremely popular in the States, America. Not sure where it's popular elsewhere in uh, the world, but we'll ask him. And it's Major League Baseball. And I watch it. I think it's fantastic. I don't understand much of it. And so we have, sitting opposite us here, we have a man who has uh, played in a number of uh, Major League Baseball sides in America. And uh, he's an Australian. And um, his name is Peter Moylan. So, Peter, welcome to uh, You Cannot Be Serious. And you, Cam uh, Hardy, who's sitting there, who also was a... He, uh, Peter was a pitcher, a pitcher pitched the ball, threw the ball uh, in um, Major League Baseball and my limited experience of watching, I thought, what a, an extraordinarily taxing physically th physical thing to do to throw. I don't know how many pitches you throw at a, at a, um, at a, at a, at a sitting, if you like, uh, when, you're, when you're on. I don't know how you put up with all the injuries. These are the questions we're going to ask him. And... Um, Cam, uh, play golf with, he's also been over there, but we're speaking to Peter Morland. So welcome, Peter. Thank you, Sammy. Appreciate you having what me here. What a disjointed introduction that was. It was a little strange. Yeah, I, try to, I can try to hit on all those subjects real well, quick I'll, if you want. But, I'll get uh, to them. All right. I'll get to them. And if you, uh, Cam, have got, got anything, anything? Uh, pretend you're me and you're a dill. And uh, you ask questions you think people might like to know the answers to that I miss out on, will you? No problem. Right, well, you've got to speak into that. Okay, thanks, right. mate. So, <laughs> I, I pre I'm just read out this. You played for, uh, extraordinarily, the Chinese Professional Baseball League. I have no idea what that is. You played for Makoto... Gida. Gida. In 2003, and then you played for the... And, and, and this is in order... Uh, the Atlanta, Atlanta Braves, the LA Dodgers, the Atlanta Braves again, the Kansas City Royals, the Atlanta Braves once again, and then I, I think you uh, had a crack at starting the Houston Astros, whatever that means, and you might have come back and played for the Makato Gruda, or whatever they're called, uh, again. So, Peter, let's just uh, start at the beginning. How did you become an Australian pitcher to go over and play in America? How did that start? It's a tale of two stories. The first time I was 17, I signed as a teenager. I went over and played for three years, completely squandered that opportunity because I was not ready to be over there. I was a typical 17-year-old kid who's never left home before. Yeah, so if I just made, I don't want to, people say you keep interrupting. I, I just So you were playing Australian baseball as a 17-year-old and you had American scouts out looking. Every club. As big as baseball sort of 
big out, not big, but it's pretty well regarded out here, is it? It's a pretty untapped market. We've got, we've got a representation from every club from the US here in Australia, whether, really? they're, whether they fly out just for the national championships or whether they, but they are based here wow. in Australia. Every club is represented by at least one scout. So go on, yep, you're 17. I'm pitching for WA. I'm from, from Perth, so I'm pitching oh. for WA. Yep. In Sydney, and I throw one game. I'm a position player. I play shortstop or second base normally. I jump on the mound and pitch one game. There happens to be a scout from the Minnesota Twins watching that game. He watched that game. I did very, very well. He left to go to another championship. Never saw me completely blow up my second time that I tried to pitch in this same tournament. So he thought that I was good enough to sign. He signed me as a 17-year-old and brought me over there, and that was it. So why did you... Go from second. What did you say? Second base. I was a middle infielder. A middle, second why baseman. Why did you go from? The, why did you suddenly go onto the mound and start pitching? Was someone injured, or did they call you in, or what? I was. I would pitch part time, but it wasn't something that I thought that I was ever going to pursue. I didn't think I was going to pursue baseball at all as a career at that age. But uh, the opportunity came up. They said, "Hey, we're going to give you twenty thousand dollars US to come uh, over." What year? To uh, nineteen ninety six. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Went over there. Nineteen ninety six had. Uh, and off, I had a great time off the field. I no, was just you, you, not you committed on the field. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and so you, you're 17 and they yes. saw you once. Once. And you were sitting at home in Perth, uh, sitting in the lounge and the phone went and they yep. said, this is Hank Watson from America. I saw your pitch and you said, you're taking the piss, mate. Who are you? Exactly. Well, how did it, is that how That's that exactly happened? how it works, yeah. <laughs> He's a scout. He, he came and spoke to me a few times and, and you know, you'd know that people were interested. Scouts would come up and have a conversation with your parents at that stage. So you'd know if teams were interested. But we'd been a, seen a handful of guys sign and go over there and really not do much. Um, they, they, they squander around in the minor leagues and they come home. So, so I know we're speaking to Peter, but uh, Cam, you, you, you went over too, didn't you? Very briefly. Yeah, but and, uh, get into the microphone, okay, sorry. Cam, for yes. God's sake, man. So, so, so is that a similar thing? Or? Yeah, briefly, around the same time. Um, but Pete signed out of that tournament with, that we actually both played in, um, and I went to college instead. So I needed the, the money. Bags. Packed up my bags. Well, I just wasn't good enough to sign at that particular time, so I had to go to college. Uh, so I packed my bags and went to Florida when I was so, 17, 18, and went to college in the US and then so, drafted out of there. So of all the extensive research I've done on you, uh, Peter, because there's a hell of a big, you've got a big a CV on the thing and it's just impossible to... But it, I think it, you said that you, you're pitching, you thought, well, I'll take it seriously, and you started to train properly for pitching. Is that right? Or you, you, I you didn't take it seriously, but I was allocated as a pitcher, so that's what I was, so was going to do. I better I figure do. out if I can do this, yeah. And how do you train for being a pitcher? Uh, honestly, it's back then it was a lot of running and just making sure that your arm is strong enough yes. to, to last because you do throw a hell of a lot. That's I, all you end up doing. I, I watch, watch the boys, yep. uh, the men doing it, and I think how many, how many times can you pitch the ball in a row before you have, to, you have a relief pitcher come in? Uh, how many how many pitches have you got in your arm in anyone's uh, inning? So inning? I was I was lucky. There's two different types of pitchers. There's a starting pitcher who would yes. start once every five days. Yeah. I was a reliever. Yeah. So I could literally pitch every single day, and sometimes have I've pitched four or five games in a row without a break, but I'd only come in for one inning at a time. Yep. The starters they get up their pitch count up to about 100, 110, and then they come into the game. I could come in and throw one pitch or I could throw 45 pitches. 
depending on how long I'm asked to go in that game. Why would you, what circumstances would you throw one pitch? If I come into a situation, there might be bases loaded, Yes. people's on each sack, yes. I make one pitch, get out of the inning, and then there might be a left-handed batter come up next, so they'll call on a different pitcher to come in and face uh, that guy. So I'm taking all this in, because when I watch it, I'll, I'll understand a, a little more. So, uh, did you, you going to say something? No. So, so the mound, mm-hmm. is it just a, it's just a concave mound? I watch that. How far is that away from the... Pitcher, uh, from the batsman. 60 feet, 6 inches from the mound to home plate. So that's 20 metres. About that. And not quite. Yeah, and you, it said you, it said that you are a mid-90 mile an hour thrower. Was, yes. was, No, was, of course. So my, when I first that's came quick. up, I blew up the radar guns. That's the reason why I signed the second time. The, the, I came over as a 17-year-old, played three years, got sent home, thought my career was over. Got a ton of sales jobs. Seven and a half years went by and I made the Australian team for the first ever World Baseball Classic, which was in 2006. I thought I was just going to go over there and prove to myself and everybody else that with the opportunity that I eventually fucked up as a 17-year-old, I could have actually made something of myself. And I just wanted to prove that to everybody. So that was my fire. Yeah. And I ended up turning that into a 14-year Major career. League Baseball career. Now I get to work in television over there, so it's nuts. Uh, so so we'll do, I, I know you're in the media, and we're we'll, uh, just interested to go through the, uh, the the household names of those sides that you played for yep. and how you go swap from one to another and do you get traded and why did they sure. let you go and all that. So, but we'll just... Um, uh, so, so, the pit, so 95 miles an hour, I, uh, and I know I, I, you, you watch the... the uh, Oh, the keeper, what do you call him? The catcher. Catcher. And he puts his hand in between his groin and puts out two fingers and one. And uh, uh, what, what was your um, speci- speciality? What ball? Uh, there's a, there's a curveball and I don't know how many others. Do you, do you train and perfect like, the, like a bowler in cricket? Yes. Uh, and how do, you, how do you, do you have a wind, t- how do you decide... If you're effective, do you have a wind tunnel? How professional is it to see how you perfect your craft? Back in the day, it was all video and it was all visual and you'd throw, you'd jump on the mound and you'd throw as many bullpens or, or side sessions or practice sessions to try and perfect certain pitches. I only had two pitches. I had a sinking fastball. A sinking fastball. And yeah. a slider, which was basically, yeah, because I, I throw from down here, yes, my, I got a low arm angle. Ah, that would be a curveball if I threw from here, but because I throw it from here, it becomes a slider because really it moves differently. Until I, 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 you said that, I've noticed uh, pitchers throw almost from their hip, mm-hmm. and I've never known what that is. And they do th- the big. Uh, so what's a, a sinking fastball? Is that's where you have the, you have to put the seam somewhere? Exactly. Po- yeah. So a normal fastball is when you cross the seams and you throw with the four seams, and it spins this way. A sinking fastball, you use the two seams. And it actually cuts through the air differently and allows yeah. the ball to move, and almost like a swing bowler. And there's no shine on the ball. Is no it? shine. Like, unlike cricket. No and, rubbing, and, no nothing. And, you get in trouble for that, actually. And, well, and I reckon they must go through... How many baseballs they go through a game? Because the, the, the scorer, what's the man behind the... Umpire. Thing? The umpire. <laughs> the umpire has a little pouch of about 
six balls, yep. and, and they just, if they go into the crowd, I presume the crowd keep them. They must go through a hundred balls a game. Minimum, yeah. They, there's probably three or four balls and at bat. So every time a guy steps up there, if the ball hits the dirt, they yes, throw it out. I know, I saw that. If the ball's hit and play, and there's a play made, they throw it out. If there's a fly ball hit, you may get a chance to get that same ball back. I used to cheat. I used to get if there was a ball with a scuff on it. I could do magical things with that. Yeah. But if it's plain, I've got to rely on just being able to spin it. Whereas if I can get that scuff and rub the ball a little bit, I can get a bit more movement. So when you actually pitch the, the ball and the batter and it hits them, is that generally you've meant it? I have meant to hit – I tried to hit one person intentionally in my major league career and he hit a ground ball to shortstop. So – I tried to come in as hard as I could and hit him right in the guts. He was able to get a ball on it and hit it into the play. So I wasn't very good or successful at hitting guys, but there are times where it is necessary. You've got that, to drill someone. That is a serious breach, isn't it? If, if you hit someone, don't they automatically walk? Yes, you get to first base. But if there's, there's certain times... See, it's changed a little bit now, but the, the, the old school mentality was if you shoot, showed somebody up or if you showed another team up, you would get drilled that's just how it was what, what, what do you mean showed him up i don't know if you hit a home run and you and you nowadays it's accepted oh, you but you throw the you, bat or you oh, tap yeah. your chest yeah, yeah, and you yeah, give yeah, yourselves yeah. Yeah. It, it, a bit. it was almost like an old school mentality of act like you've been there before you've got to keep it yeah. shut up now it's all it's a free-for-all now guys are doing whatever they want so if you throw a ball and you hit someone i've seen them hit them is there a strict sort of code of ethics where uh, you, normally you'd think the batter would go to the pitcher and remonstrate? I've not seen that in the things I watch. Are they told to behave themselves or is there a strict code of uh, conduct by the judiciary? There has been a, a couple of all-in brawls that have been sparked by a batter being hit. Oh, but it's yeah. normally... It's normally just push and shove. It doesn't yeah. become anything more than just push and shove. In actual fact, it becomes more of an event when the bullpens run in and there's just a big crowd and then it ends up just yeah. being a bunch of guys pushing each other. There's never really been a lot of violent issues because of it. And they've, it's almost come out of the game now. Every now and then there's something exciting. There was a play at second base a couple of years ago where one guy got smoked right in the jaw. That was good fun. What do you mean got smoked in the jaw? So he slid in too hard into the base and the... Second baseman um, took offence to it oh, and uh, so got up and punched him in the mouth, square in the oh, mouth. I see, yeah. So uh, on the television, it has a little rectangular box where the balls, it's either a ball or a strike. Mm -hmm. that, the, umpire, that's, the umpire doesn't have, how could he have the advantage of seeing that? He, he has to decide if it's a ball or a strike, yeah. does he? That's been the worst thing as far as umpires' credibility goes, but yeah. it's also forced them to get really good. Yep. You don't see a lot of guys these days. You'll see maybe five or ten mistakes from an umpire these days. Yeah, and don't it's, see it's, very many. You don't see much at all. But that, that square has allowed people at home to have more reason yep. to bitch over bad calls. Well, I, I, I don't bitch over them because it doesn't worry me. But right. I, I can, they're pretty good, the umpires. They are real, I have got to give them credit. They are really good. But if... Someone is given a ball or a strike and, 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 and it, it puts the batter out. I, I, you'd think the batter would might turn around and have an... they not allowed to argue with the umpire? They can argue. You can, you can state your case, but a lot of the times you'll get, you'll get resold if you, if you go too far. Yeah. And 
And they can't review it. There's no. They can't review it now. But there are. There was rule changes last year. They sped up the game last year. They've implemented a couple of rule changes. I think eventually they've trialed automatic strike zones in the minor leagues. They've they've trialed challenge systems where if you think it's a bad call, one tap of the helmet and you can then review it. But if it's reviewed, you lose your review if if you make a mistake. And so what happens if uh, it's a three strikes and you're out and you review it and it was a ball? Do they call you back in? You get to have another chance. Yep. Yep. I've not never ne- never noticed that. That's know. coming in. That, that's probably oh, coming yeah. in a couple of years. Mm. They trial the trial things out in the minor leagues, and if it works in the minor leagues, then they um, push it up into the major leagues. So I said at the start that uh, it's a uh, uh, the World Series, and I, I watched going over on the plane to Perth over to um, the friend's wedding uh, on the weekend. This bloke called um, Yogi Bear or y- Yogi uh, Yogi Bearer. Yogi Berra, and they, they made the movie Yogi Bear out of actually Yogi Berra. I didn't know that. They did. Yogi Bear was the cartoon named after Yogi Berra. True story? Yep, true story. I, I had no watching idea. Watching it on the bloody thing. Yogi Bear won 10 World Series rings. Because mm. they had the five greatest living baseballers were paraded around a couple of years ago, and his granddaughter said yeah. to Yogi, why aren't you? Yeah, you've got better. And they put him in, and it was a whole doc. You want to watch it? A doco on American baseball and all the from the, what did he play in the fifties or forties? Yeah, forties, fifties. Yeah. And he was named that Yogi, Yogi Bear was named after Yogi Bear. Unbelievable! I had it no is. idea about that. The only thing I knew about Yogi, well, one of the major things about Yogi Bear is the Yoga Bear, Yogi Bearer isms. Mm. You know, the fifty percent of the game is half That's mental. Right. Or yeah, they had all those. Right. That's Just right. If, like brilliant. If you come to a fork in the road, take it. Right. That's that right, sort like, of stuff. Like Jack Dyer, the great <laughs> Richmond footballer, here said. I want you to pair off in threes. Right. <laughs> he said, and I've only got two words and two words only to say to you players. Believe in yourself. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, that's no, all that stuff. That's the yeah. character. But he's the kind of character that baseball's had. And, and well, they said that. They said he was a... And, and they made fun of his looks. Yep. Today you wouldn't get away with it. Yep. Uh, and, uh, I noticed you got into a dress and went to the ESPYs, whatever they are, the ESPYs. <laughs> great. They got into a dress. If you did that now, you'd be you'd be cancelled. You'd be told you're transphobic. You're tra- you're fucking. Uh, tell me from someone who knows. Um, well, before I forget, what what happened there? You were you. Why did you get into a dress to go? What are the ESPs? So the awards. I, out of some shock, got invited to go to the ESPs. I was never good enough to get awards. the award show, the ESPN awards, sports award shows. Oh, yeah. I wasn't receiving anything. I wasn't nominated for anything. But there was a media company. I think it was Channel Seven. Wanted to get a couple of Aussies in a roundtable event before the ESPs. It was me, Mark Visser, a couple of other guys. And we sat around and talked about sports and we got to go to the ESPYs the next day. But before that, my wife was wanting to know what dress she should wear. And I posted a photo, photo on social media. This meant social media was, was decent and you could actually get some responses that weren't yep. shit out from people. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the responses that I got were, you know, what is she doing with you? She's gorgeous. And, the other. and then I decided to put on the dress and see what it looked like on me. I said, well, this is what I'm thinking of going to wear. And it, I went to sleep. I'd had a couple of vodkas. Yeah. Went to sleep, not thinking anything of it, and woke up the next morning. It was on dead spin. It was on all kinds of things. So, so you didn't actually wear it to the awards. I didn't wear it to the awards. Yeah, but no, but you put it on. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. did you get a? When year was that? Uh, two thousand and eight. Well, think. wokeism was just uh, rearing its ugly head. Did Twitter was just up too, so that was kind of did the you same get a thing. Belting from the no, I I called the Braves the next day. I said, look, I I I've, this is. 
happened and they just rolled with it left with it and it's it's still on the internet obviously uh people will still bring it up i would go into stadiums and you know how there's people seeking autographs outside guys would sign their baseball cards i'd sign pictures of myself in a dress people would print them out and make me sign them i've seen you wear a dress cam but that's not from uh, going to espies that's you probably every friday people you're going out with have probably left them in your apartment yeah that's just i'll wear them just Mm. as a light relief uh, uh, um, so, 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 Peter. Yes, Sam. Is uh, how popular? Uh, it's uh, when they were doing the thing on um, the doco on uh, Yogi Berra. Yeah. They said it almost saved America from depression and uh, the, the, the people. Uh, is it as how big is the sport? It's as, massive. Uh, well, I know it's massive, but. Is it you able to quantify what it is in relation to NFL and the basketball? Surely it's bigger than basketball. Maybe it's not. I think the only thing bigger is NFL because of the 16-week season. We play 162 games in 180 days, of course, wow. across six months. So yeah. our season lasts forever. It's every night. In the case of the Braves, because they're pretty good right now, during summer they sell out every single night. It's 36, 38, 45,000 people every night, yeah. Monday to Friday, Monday to Sunday, showing up and watching baseball. The viewership on TV, and this is, there's a big issue now with TV rights, and, and it's, yep. it's just, it's so popular because live sports are the only thing left that people can't script. Yep. And it's just the popularity is going through the roof. But baseball, in my opinion, is the second most popular sport in the world. It's played in Japan, Korea. The Europeans are, are coming. Yeah. Uh, they are embracing baseball as much as any nation. And uh, I think the future of baseball is massive. The World Baseball Classics helped. Seeing guys like Shohei Otani, who's the biggest name in the world as far as athletes goes, maybe Messi's bigger. But Shohei Otani versus some guy that's playing club ball in the Czech Republic on the stage of the World Baseball Classic has changed the game, I think, too. Now, just for the, uh, for the layman, which I am, the, the thing of beauty uh, that uh, really is fantastic to watch, I know you'll think, oh, shit, um, how would you be excited about this? When the, when the, when the balls hit to the outfield, or, or the, the base run, do they call that, when they're not caught and they can run to the first base? It's a base hit. The throwing from the field to the... First baseman, the fucking thing goes like a dart. And mm. it's fantastic. Gee, they're great throwers. That's what I'm saying. The the art of throwing that ball, and I presume it. You can't throw it far because of its because uh, of, of its wind resistance. I suppose can, can you? You can throw it as far. I mean, well, they can't throw it from the outfield to the keeper catcher. They can, can they? but the reason why you see someone cut it off is because scientifically it's going to be quicker because oh, you I can see. yeah you can have someone catch it and oh, throw yeah. it and oh well there you are. See, there's yeah. something I've learned. That's why you have a cut-off man go out there. But, yeah, the athleticism of the guys that are not only oh. in the outfield but the infield, they're able to make dives, come up, make throws, and the, it's this. only 60 feet. Oh, so it's 90 feet from home plate to, to first base. And the timing of these guys to be able to get up and throw and get these oh, guys out all the time, it's, it's insane. I, they, take their, they just take just a, just a beat and then they throw it and they throw it with, and they throw it about six inches before the guy gets to the exactly. plate. They work that out. No, it's, it's, uh, I know you think... Christ, get a life. But it's fantastic to watch him do that. Now. Have you ever heard the name Mike Young? No. He was a former Australian baseball coach who then took over the fielding coach duties for the Australian cricket team. Oh, 
I see. Because yeah. of the, oh, the yeah. correlation between trying to get – and a lot of the crickers now will use the baseball gloves to save their hands when they're, when they're yeah. doing fielding practice. Um, it's, yeah, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of correlation that can be – So how big is it in Australia? I, I coach a Melbourne team. The Australian Baseball League is getting more and more popular as the years go on and as more Australians make mm-hmm. it in the big leagues. It's just – it's got so much competition over here and it's, it hasn't quite grabbed a hold and, and increased the popularity in the last couple of years. I'm, I'm still waiting for that big jump in popularity, but there's enough to drum up interest, that's for sure. We uh, Have you ever heard of a young kid named Max Stagg? No. Max, he's a young 17-year-old who's just got a scholarship for this, um, from the Sport Australia Hall of Fame. Um, he's uh, just been, uh, yeah, as a, as a baseballer, but he's got uh, Luke Longley as a mentor. Really? Because he's, yeah, he was looking at going overseas soon, so he's one of the top, um, one of the top players here in Australia, just a young 17-year-old kid. Wow. It. So Victorian? Uh, South Australian. Okay. Yeah, so he's just got the scholarship. Now, I know you've both had extensive injuries. I, I play golf with you and you're always, rightly so, whinging about, you know, you know, your shoulder and your arm because of throwing it out, I suppose, and you've had it be a tremendously taxing on your shoulder and just to keep doing that. And I've often thought, and I, I, you couldn't do this, I've often thought because I saw a tennis player, a professional tennis player who was ambidextrous. He could serve and play. Uh, so in the forehand court, he'd serve left-handed, and on the backhand court, he'd serve right-handed. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if you could pitch with both arms except... You'd have to have an interchangeable glove. Yeah, no, no, there's just, been a guy do it. There's a guy does it. There's been one guy do it. Yeah, there was a guy with the Oakland Athletics that was able to do it. Oh. He'd have a he'd have a pocket almost right in the middle of his fingers, and he'd change it. But he'd have to allocate because there's switch hitters as well. So guys will come up and decide what side of the plate they want to hit from. Oh, will they? And he'd have to allocate what side he was going to throw from so that the hitter would be able to choose what side he'd hit from. It was it was almost like a cat and mouse game. But he could throw sidearm from left handed. And over the top from right-handed and become two different pitches in one. And but the logical extension of that is that it would prolong his career yeah. by 50%. Yep, surely, at least. At least, depending no, on that, if well. you could can maintain the success from both sides. Otherwise, you'd have to – there's clearly going to be one side that's better. But if you can maintain both, then it's, it's almost like a utility player. So, so Peter, I watch uh, the uh, the manager, he's called, isn't he? The mm-hmm. coach, or we would call yeah. him the manager uh, – Wait till I get on to chewing gum and chewing tobacco. I've Can't wait. I've never seen so many people spit. <laughs> uh, fucking in the, the, the COVID days, uh, everyone spits on everything. Uh, the fucking how much gum and uh, I think they've stopped them chewing tobacco now, haven't they? Uh, they in the them? minor leagues, it's banned. <laughs> uh, in the big leagues, it's been grandfathered in. Uh, they prefer you not to have it on... You're not allowed to carry it on your person anymore. You used to be able to put it in your back pocket Jeez. and you'd see a big ring in yeah. everyone's pockets. You're not allowed oh, to carry it in person anymore. No but other sport do people chew gum. What, 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 are the, what is it? I have no clue. I uh, honestly... And, uh, the first thing, I've decided all the great throwing and the pitching and then the fucking... The amount of people that spit in the dugout, they fucking... I did it for 17 years. I chewed tobacco for 17 years. Part of my routine Why? was... Because I was addicted to nicotine at that point. No, no, but but, but why isn't any other sports person addicted to nicotine? I don't know. Ice hockey players will do it. Ice hockey players will do it. A few NFL players will do it, but you just don't see them because they're wearing helmets. Brooks Kepka has a chews tobacco when he plays golf. It's it's an American thing. Well, there you go. But I did chew tobacco for for 18 years. (laughs) 
18 years and I quit as soon as my baseball career was over. Now I was just and I got new teeth. Just, I was just about to ask you about uh, well, how did I get? I got waylaid with the tobacco uh, injury uh, rate. You got Hi. any injuries? Hi. Oh my god! No, no injuries. So, so, and that's how I got onto frequent be visitor able to card. Pitch both hands. Uh, so it's, that would prolong you. So how do you? What what do you do to? Uh, you just have to stop pitching, or do you? If I knew, I, I wouldn't have been as injured. What do you do to try and strengthen yourself? Or nowadays, it's it's all changed with the science. You're able to measure and change your arm path, and and almost rework your mechanics to avoid injuries. Whereas I was just trying to find a way to get through with the injuries a lot of the time. Um, I will admit that I didn't take care of myself physically in the early stages and that probably added to why I was hurt so much. And then by the time I figured it out, I was 37 years old, still got three years out of the big leagues. I pitched till I was 40 years old. Now, I'm going to, uh, we haven't, we're doing this around the wrong way, but I'm going to ask you about okay. the side you played for and why and how and I'm going to ask you how much, what, what financial thing is. Cause there's a, there's trainers that take care of you. I, I've, I worked out that, the combination of strength work and maintenance work was the biggest key for me, especially at, at that age. But guys now are much more in tune with their own bodies and they're much more committed to it. Um, I came up in an era where we still enjoyed ourselves a little bit. Yes. I, I know what I was going to ask you. Okay. I got way late. I was talking about the manager. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've just, I can look in my notes here. It said that you... In the Braves in 2009, the Atlanta Braves, you did not allow a home run in, was that the game or in innings or what? The season. The season. Mm. That means that no one hit you over the fucking fence. Correct. uh, In a whole season of pitching. So. Yep. I watch the pitchers and uh, sometimes they're on song and they very rarely hit, throw outside the box and then some, some of them have shockers. They just can't. Get one in about. At what stage does the manager come out and say, "Hey, mate, come on, we've had enough." Uh, well, what the fuck are you doing? Or does that not happen like that? Or? No, he's he's obviously thrilled at the fact that I haven't given up a home run in a long, long time. But it happened over the course of a whole season, so it actually went on for a season and a half. No, but I wasn't talking about him coming out and saying to you. But okay. at what stage do they they get fed up with a bloke? Oh, it's pitcher? a different team. It's a different team every time. I'm facing a different team all the time. So. No. Who's no, going to get fed up? No, no. I'm t- the manager is watching his pitcher. Me. Oh, well, anyone. I, I watch it on on the television. Yeah. Not you. A pitcher. You. Yeah, it just... And I think, geez, he's pitching badly and he's fucking... Uh, now I get it. T- so, so, and he throws four balls and the mm-hmm. bloke walks and, and then next he has two balls and then maybe he has a strike. And uh, what stage is the, the manager... How long... Did, what period of grace do they give a very respected and uh, talented pitcher a chance to fucking do something there is a lot that goes into it right so if it's early in the season you may see a guy get a very short leash in the middle of the season you may have had three performances from your starting pitchers in a row where they've only gone two innings so you've had to carry seven full innings from the guys in the bullpen so your leeway for him that particular day may be a lot longer than someone who, if you've got great performances from the starting pitchers beforehand, you, you have the, the bullpen arms to be able to bring him in. So a lot of the time the manager's sitting there going with his hands tied, knowing that you have to get through another 70 games of this season, and if you blow out three or four of your pitches right now, 
you're going to be fucked. There's not a just a ongoing revolving door of guys that can come up and do this. But isn't there, there's a new rule now with relievers too that used to be that you could come in as a like Graham Lloyd from Geelong, his job was to come in and throw to one hitter. But you can't do that anymore. They changed it to speed up the game. That now a, a relief pitcher actually has to face three hitters. And, oh, and I so see. depending yeah, I on what happens in that situation, but you can't cherry pick who you, you want can't. to throw the no. ball at. Whereas they no. used to do that because they match up if a left-handed ah, batter was coming up. The and that's he pitcher. could obviously go. He could throw one pitch almost every single day, or come in to face one batter almost every single day. But as you have to face more batters, and as the pitch counts goes up, you can't do that every day. You've got to have the rule of thumb was. Three in a row or four out of five and you get a complete off day. Now, I'm not sure if that's still around, but that's how it was. So I know you, I don't know how you were at batting, but uh, so, so... I was decent, but okay. horse shit over there. So, so the, the, the batters who are picked because they're good batters, mm-hmm. how do they get chastised by the manager? It, like if they get uh, three, ball, three strikes and you're out, oh, that's how it is, isn't it? Three strikes and yep. you're out. Uh, how how long do they give a person who's in the team for his batting prowess a chance to if you have three strikes and you're out how many innings are there in a game? Four? There's nine innings. Nine. Yeah. So so, so that nine times he gets to bat. You get to bat. Well, you only get three outs. So depending on, it's normally four or five at bats per game for yeah. each hitter, especially the guys in the one, two, three yeah. in the order. The guys in the bottom of the order may get three at bats a game. So does, do people regularly get dropped uh, for, f- not f- not uh, not uh, dismissed from the side, but dropped from games because they they can't actually lay a bat on ball? That's it's happened before, but you get it depending on again depending on who you are. If you've had if you've got the bulk of performances on the back of your baseball card, yeah. and there's a history there, you're going to get a little bit more of an opportunity to prove yourself if you're struggling. If you're a young guy and you've come up. You get 21 days and you haven't done shit, there's a good chance you're going to get replaced by another young guy to get an opportunity. And when you say replace, you don't go down to a minor league or, mm-hmm. you, or you do? Yep. Oh, I see. They have, uh, they, have fled- they have feeder leagues. There's now 26 men on the active roster. There's 40 men on the 40-man roster is what they call it. And that's the pool of players you get to choose from every year. And I'll ask this uh, politically correct question. Has the, is that... Is there a female ever been in Major League Baseball that's got a game on her merits? Not in Major League Baseball, but there was a female that pitched for me when I was manager in Victoria two years ago for the Melbourne Aces that 100% made it on her merits. She could pitch. She could pitch. She was good. Uh, um, she, got bought, she got grown men out. Yeah, so she was actually. There's a female season here too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, there's a there's a local female women's league. Yeah, it's it's the Australian women's baseball team is actually quite successful. Now, what about sledging and gamesmanship? Is that allowed, or are you allowed to fucking shout at people? I was people the king or, of it. Were you? Yes. So you would stand on the mound. Yes. And you're allowed to speak to the batsman when he comes in and say, Oh, not hey. as he comes in, but usually after the result's done and I've won, I have a little bit of a word as oh, he runs off. Yeah. yeah. Especially, uh, I got 14 seasons of doing this. So there's yeah. guys that I faced, there's guys that I faced 15, 16 times, 18 times. Yeah. And generally, uh, the camaraderie was good. It oh, was, it's always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's not but a lot of, there's certain teams that, you, that, you'll, that you'll come across that there's a, a genuine rivalry yeah. with, but a lot of the time, because there's so much trading and, and free agencies and 
you end up playing with hundreds of people rather than just the, the same so, 25 guys. So it says here, it says here, you went from the Atlanta Braves, you played for the LA Dodgers uh, and the Kansas City Royals mm-hmm. and um, on the, I don't know what the Houston Astros are, you can tell us, but there were three major uh, major league baseball sides you played for. Yep. Did you get traded or did you, did you get dropped? How did you go to all those places? I was picked up by the Braves initially, yes. signed my original contract. 2006. S- stayed with them from 2006 to 2012. 12, yes. In 2013, I signed with the Dodgers. Yes. You're I was well terrible. So far. You're accurate so far. I Mate, was terrible with them. <laughs> I was terrible. I spent most of Why? my time in AAA. I was coming back from oh, shoulder yep, surgery yep, yep, from the yep. year before. So I thought my career was over go. at that point. So I went to AAA. I was up and down in AAA to the big leagues. It was awful. The next year, I signed a minor league deal. I signed. These are all minor league deals, by the way. So I have to sign a contract that's a split contract that if I end up making the team, I get paid major league money. But if I don't make the team, I go to AAA and I make minor league money. That was my, that was my contracts from 11 until 18. I never got a guaranteed deal. I always and, had to fight. And what sort of money does that mean? I would be what? on... Here's the other thing. I was, I'd make a million dollars a year if I made the big league team, between one and 1.2 million a year. US. US. And, and, and you did? Um, and I did. Uh, how many times? Almost every year I ended up making the team. Okay, and what, where does that pay scale rank on the? That's the very bottom. That's as the low as- The very bottom. The league minimum right now is $700,000. Yes. I was making $300,000 over the league minimum for the most of my career. Guys now are making, the peaks 45, 46, I think, a year, million. Million? On what basis? That they're good hitters or they're good pitchers? Max Scherzer. Two years and $90 million. What's his name? Max Scherzer. Is he currently? Currently, just won the World Series with Texas. I would have seen him. I would have watched him. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. And is he left or right? He's right-handed. Yeah. Another one's Justin Verlander. The big contracts are four hundred million over ten to thirteen years. Wow, it's just exorbitant. So why were they any better than you? They were consistent, and they were a start, those two are starting pitchers. Yep. The most money you'll see a relief pitcher get, and I've seen, is a hundred million. That may change this year with one of the free agents. Hundred million for ten years. Hundred year for five. Hundred million for five. Huh. Twenty a year wow. for a relief pitcher. But yeah, the life of a relief closer. pitcher is a little bit shorter. So, so that money comes from uh, the television rights predominantly, or and, the and gate? the team owners. Uh, the, oh, the team owners. Mm-hmm. There's no salary cap in, in. No. There's a luxury tax. If you spend over two hundred or eighty million dollars on your players, you have to pay a luxury tax as well. Gee, yeah. and and it's a great ego thing for the billionaires to own a side. Obviously. Yeah. How big is your penis, type of thing? What, wasn't that, uh, wasn't, oh, if I got the wrong sport, was that baseball or the bloke who um, had a black girlfriend and... Basketball. No, 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 an old guy had a black girlfriend. LA, LA Clippers, the owner of the Clippers. And he said, don't bring all your black mates to the box and she fucking went, and he got sacked, didn't he? He did. Is that, was, that was basketball, was Basketball. It? Ah, see, I can't forget his name, I watched that, yeah. He got sacked or he got run out or the, the, the league put they, him out. They force him to sell the team. I mean, yes, there's, there's been a few of sell. them. They forced yeah. him and to sell the like team. George Steinbrenner, who owned the Yankees, for, was supposed to be banned from baseball from a number of, for a number of years and then came back after two years or something like that. Like, 
things like that. Happen. There's a real issue now with a lack of spending, if I'm honest, um, and a lack of competition in Major League Baseball because there's a thing called rebuilding now yeah. where a club will basically admit to their fans that they're, they're going to try and rebuild, so they'll cut all payroll. They've got teams that are trying to run a baseball team with a $30 million payroll against teams spending $350 million. Yeah. It's just... But they will see that as, as tanking for five years to get the draft picks, build from within. It's the cheapest way to become effective. They did it with the Royals. They did it with the Astros. The Astros have turned it into a powerhouse. The Royals had a good the couple Houston of years. Houston Astros. Houston mm. Astros. So, so why have I got that? Did you go and I was there in 2014 and I blew out a week before the end of the season, had my second Tommy John surgery and ended up making workers' compensation for the next 12 months. $850 every two weeks I got for that year. Uh, so, so the Houston Astros... Are a new, a new side, are they? No, no, they've been. They were an expansion team, but they've they've been around for a bit. Oh, have they? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah I get so many things on my mind that I forget to uh, ask you about. Oh, Christ, was I going? Sorry about that. I was I had jumping for. So, oh. So what about the fan base and the uh, that is just as uh, frenetic the fans as uh, they are and probably more so than basketball I don't know they follow you around and that you're mobbed and that you're treated as royalty and if you're in the big time you're a star. I've always had a really good relationship with fan bases. I think because of social like, media. No, because oh. I'm I'm just I'm a, I'm just a guy. You're an Aussie I'm out a there. guy. Yeah. I, I don't try to pretend no. like I'm anything else than I ever no. have been. I'm genuine with people. I never change whether I'm sitting in front of a camera doing live television yep. or, or talking to you right now. I'm just the same person. And, and you do that? People you, identify with them. You do that on uh, you commentator on yeah. still? Still. Over there? Yeah. On ESPN, is it? Or I'm on uh, Bally Fox? Sports, which, oh, Bally, is, yeah. which is formerly Fox Sports South. Yeah. Um, but it's the team that carries the, the broadcast for the Braves. And I do radio, which is probably best for me. But radio, television, in the booth, and I do pre and post as well. So a little bit of the... Before and afters, and you're here because the season's over. The season's over, and I now I watched the. I watched the. I watched the. Of course, it's disappointing. The over. I, as a Braves guy, yeah. you know we had the best team all year long, yeah. and unfortunately the playoffs come around, and momentum momentum was picked up by other teams, and they got crushed. Like the Melbourne Demons, huh? Yeah, like like India. Mm. India mm. thinks they're going to win day. the World Cup, and suddenly bang. Um, no, nah, it's fast. I'm. I'm Still have on uh, my, um, I've still taped, still have a, a Major League Baseball taped on my thing that I go and when the, nothing to watch on the tele, well not nothing live to watch, I watch the baseball. Yeah. I don't know why I've got an interest in the baseball, I just think it's a hell of an art what you do, a hell of an art to try and hit a ball going at 96 miles an hour just to see it and know which ones to hit. I know you get uh, four chances to leave a ball, or three chances, but the, at some stage you've got to fucking make a swish at one of them. And the people that throw the ball, I think that's a fan, fascinating sport. Hitting's way harder than... Mm. Uh, hitting is, is quite... Po- Dion Sanders said the other day that of all the sports that he's played, hitting a baseball was the hardest thing that he's ever had to do. And people will argue until they're blue in the face, but it's... It's fucking impossible. Mm. It's I've stood in yep. I've stood in as a professional athlete and tried to face these guys that are throwing at you, and it's just yep. the ball moves so much. Yeah. The fact that they make contact is beyond me. Yeah. And, and most a lot of the time they uh, foul. They right. 
so here's another layman's question. I, you can be, if it goes outside the diamond, you can be caught off a foul, can you? Yes. If it stays in the field of play, if you're able to have two feet on the ground and reach into the crowd and catch yes. it, it's still out. So why can't the catcher, can he catch a snick? Uh, yes, but it's a foul tip and the umpire has to see it. No, no, so, so no for him to be out, it has to be on the third strike. On the third strike. No, or if it, unless it goes over the hitter's hang shoulders. Hang on a minute. So if, if a pitcher pitches at the batsman mm-hmm. and he tips it and the catcher catches it, yep. why isn't that... If it's strike one or strike two, it's just considered a strike. If yeah. he catches it on the third strike, he's out. He's out. Well, that, that's so illogical, no. isn't it? It's, it's very logical. Why is it you only logical? get one more chance when you get to two strikes. No, but if you... If you, if you, if you foul it off and it goes into the crowd, that's different. If you... If you hit a ball and it fouls and gets caught, yes, you're out. Yes. Well, why if you hit the ball and you get caught, the pitcher catches it? Why isn't that out? It's a great question. Yeah. But so I guess it's oh, like, I said it's, it was a good question. It's the <laughs> <a laughs> same, same thing that's been happening for over, no, over 140 years or so whatever that's it is. What so. I couldn't work out. I right. Can, couldn't work out. But there's a lot of things have never changed. One of the things about baseball is that things haven't changed. Like the the Pitching mound to home plate's always been sixty foot six inches since yeah. since it began. From home plate to first base, it's always been ninety feet. They've That's never had to make it. They made, they moved the mound back they back did? in the twenties. Yeah, okay, my bad. So yeah, but that, that but I they can understand. Not but like you look at with them, you look at basketball, with you look at NBA basketball. Dimensions. Yep, NBA basketball. The three point line comes back further. The ring goes higher, no, like because know. players have developed to get a lot better. Whereas in baseball, no, I didn't know it's that. so hard to begin with that. Um, it's never been – they've never needed to change things. You look at a hitter, Sam. The best hitters in Major League Baseball fail seven out of ten times. If you've got a 300 batting yes, average, you're one of the best. So it means so you fail seven out of ten times. So that was basically my question. How long before, if you're in a side because you're a great batter or a hitter, mm. how long before the manager says, hey, yep, you're not going too good? No, I could understand it would be so hard to hit a ball coming at – Nearly 100 miles an hour with a round bat. And try. It is extraordinary. Mm. Uh, it is extraordinary. You watch, uh, you watch, it's on Netflix, I think. Um, Yogi. I'm going to watch it. Ah, it's fantastic. For yeah. sure, I'm going to watch um, it. Now, um, finally, finally, Peter, there's a final question I was going to ask you here, uh, which I've got. Uh, um, which, which club out of, uh, which club was the best or why? And um, do, do they, do the owners, do you ever meet the owners? Do they, do they have an executive? Do they have a committee that comes and speak to you or do they leave you alone? The top office does what it's like and eats the butterfly wings and aspic jelly and you down the bottom uh, just run by the manager. How does all that work? I think my favourite team's obviously the Braves because that's where I got my start and I still continue to, to work for them to this day. So as far as what's my favourite team, they have to be it. The, the, as I got older and as I had more experience, I was able to have conversations with people in the front office about my contracts, things like that. It, you meet people on more of a personal level and you feel more comfortable talking about these sorts of things. When you're first signed, you're signed under a seven-year contract and you can't make any adjustments to that. They control you for seven years. Yep. So you're going to make league minimum if you get to the big leagues, or you're going to be on their, their assigned wage in the minor leagues. And do you ever, do the owners ever come down, or are they just, just, it's just, just a We're owned by Liberty Media, so. What? We're owned by Liberty Media. Yep. The Braves. 
So as in F one. As in F one at Liberty Media. Yeah, right. Oh, I see. Yeah. So just just from afar, you see the baseball caps. The new, the, you see the NY, the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. Are, are, which is the most popular side? The the Red Sox, the white the White Sox, is it? Red Sox and White Sox. No, it's got to be the Yankees. If you the, well, the this New is York the thing. The, the New York Yankees were a powerhouse mm-hmm. for the longest time, and that's where their popularity grew from. They were as successful as anybody. They haven't done anything for the last 10, 15 years. But as far as franchises go, they're still the most powerful and the most valued. That's worth $4 billion now. No, yeah, no, like... No. Uh, hmm? More than that, surely. Yeah, like Real Madrid or... Right. Hmm. It's no, it's a... It's a uh, but just one thing. Look, yep. like you see all those people with the, wearing the baseball caps. Take the stickers off them, please. What's that? You've never seen those people walking around with stickers oh, on their the, hats? Oh, the, that say that's the... Uh, oh, I'm not sure. No, no, not the logo. Just the sticker on the hat that it yeah, comes with. Yeah, they say that's from the store. That yeah, says right. It's made by... Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I've seen so, that. Yeah, take them off. Why? Well, did, did I wear one? No. On no, one? not you. No, I've seen those people. I've said that. Take the sticker. Why do you got the sticker on the foot? And they say, oh, we thought it was part of the hat. <laughs> it's part of the uh, selling. Part of the shine. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you... Um, very glad uh, uh, Cam said that you were here because um, I wanted to speak to someone about it. I, I can't understand a lot of it. What can't I understand? No, I can't understand the fouls. I don't know why the pitcher can't catch someone out if he snicks it. It makes sense that the first two strikes should probably count as well, but I, I guess because you get, I don't know. Yeah, it's, no, it's a no, funny no, game, It's just Sam. an idiosyncrasy of the game. It's a... Uh, um, do they play in any conditions? Does it rain, snow, any time they cancel the game? For a little reason? drizzle they will play. Yeah. Once it rains, it's it, they'll, they'll put a tarp on and, and yeah. hope that they can oh, draw it all out. Just yeah. the, the danger factor of a wet ball and yeah. guys throwing as hard as they do. It's just Heat? Hot as it get. Atlanta, Georgia in July, yep. 105 miles, 105. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sweating your tits off. Yeah. And before... Before I had to cover my sleeves up and wear yeah. and wear sleeves because of my tattoos because of the Braves way back oh, in the early days. I see, yeah, yeah, I get you. So it was even hotter. So they wouldn't allow you to expose tattoos. tattoos. Now you can. <laughs> now you can. Everyone, everything goes. Where you want. Yeah, 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 that's right. I, I noticed that. Uh, I noticed that, and the spitting. The spitting has got me fucked. I don't know how you wouldn't have that much. Sol- well, you do because you're the chewing gum. Uh, they must have a franchise for the children. But the people who they get used the, to used to get peop- fridge fulls. I'm going to say the people who get the uh, the uh, franchise. You should try it. Chewing gum. No, chewing tobacco. Mm. Where, where do you just go and buy a pouch of tobacco? You can't buy it here, but there's no. There's but this is just like if you went and bought some ready rub. Oh no, it's got to be proper uh, chewing tobacco. Yes, chewing tobacco. Yeah. It mm. can't be that um, thing you roll your cigarettes with. God no, be a little no. Roll you here. don't go buy it from no. You don't no, the. Tally hose, yeah. like no, you're not no, going to just a, get smoking a, tobacco and chew it up. No, it's proper it's chewing wet. tobacco. It's wet, it's moist. So you wouldn't be able to buy it here, would you? You can't buy it here, no. But there's been some people that have been able to get into the country. Is, it's is all it illegal. Uh, yeah, sure it's illegal. They, yeah, they banned commercial sale of chewing tobacco in Australia back in the Second World War because Jeez, of tuberculosis. Stop people stick, uh, spitting oh, in the street. Oh, well, what about the sp- spitting? What about well, that's why they banned COVID? It. Fuck me. But now I've never know. seen so much spittle in any sport. That's you know, Keep watching. There's spit going out there and there. But it's and not and just you know that. what's crazy? They, We're still playing with all that spitting. Yeah. <laughs> and they chew. It's not just that. They chew sunflower seeds as well, Sam. Oh, do they? Mm. And, tr- and part of my pitching routine was I would have the bullpen coach unwrap two sugar-free gums, 
hand it to me, I'd put it in my mouth, and then I would use some of that stickiness to get a little bit of tack on my fingers. Now, that yeah, I was just about to finish. That reminded me, have I got Mickey Mantle on the brain for some reason? Was he? Does He's he get pulled up for... He had a... He had. He was one of the best players to ever play. But that he, didn't take he care did of himself. Something illegal? Did he? No. no. Who who did something illegal that uh, was a legend of the game? Pete Rose bet yes. on the game. Pete Rose. He bet on a game. Bet on. Uh, bet on the game as a coach. Did he? You know, he bet on the game to win. Yeah, you can't bet on the game. You can't win. bet on the game. Mm. Betting in baseball was comp- from until about two years ago. We weren't even allowed to mention betting. There were some great players that was uh, charged with the Chicago Black Sox. There's been some Barry Bonds was done. He's uh, been kept steroids. out of the Hall of Fame because of steroids. Yeah. Uh, there's been a number of guys that are probably going to be kept out of the, because of steroids, but that's a whole conversation for a whole other day. Is it? Oh, my God. If you want to get into it, up until 2004, there was never a rule against steroids in baseball. No. Ever. No there was testing. No, it wasn't illegal. There was no testing. There was no nothing. Yeah. Then in 2004, they implemented a new rule. They're going to start testing. They just want to test to see how bad it is, is what they said. Those results then got released. It's called the Mitchell Report. These players that were told that it was all going to be done anonymously got screwed. There's guys that are listed in there that shouldn't be listed. Everybody from that era's whole, they're all tarnished with questions of whether they did or whether they didn't. It's fucking brutal. And probably maybe a legitimate reason for taking steroids would be the old age-old argument is... You can take drugs that allow you to play at your best as opposed to drugs that make you play better than you can. Correct. Because that's all to do with the rehab. Of and like that's the argument between performance enhancing and something like a cortisone shot. Yes. It's still a steroid. Yeah. But it will, the cortisone shot just masks the injuries that I've yep. had and allows me to keep pitching, whereas the performance enhancing would allow me to build up those muscles in the off-season yeah. and pitch prepare myself to be able to pitch better. Could. Well, yeah. Well, I, well uh, this, uh, Cam, mm. thank you very much for bringing Peter in. Peter Moylan, I, I've, I reckon I've probably a hundred things I should have asked you. Uh, I'm here for three months. Mm? I'm here for three months. We've got time. Good. Uh, three months. So, uh, so it's a nine-month season, is it? I'm here for over there, so six months. So I oh, get I the, the yep. side either side to... Well, thank you very much for coming into You Cannot Be Serious, Peter Moylan. Um, um, and that's it. So well done. I appreciate it. Thank you, mate.